Hold on to your bubs. It's time for Wolverine Time Cop. Slashing through the time stream. Snickety snackety. Here we come. Oh, baby. Welcome to the X Wife Podcast. I'm Alicia. And I'm Justin. talking about those lives of wolverine today ten of, them. ten of them ten lives of wolverine number one as well as a little little surprise infinity comic a added little surprise in. comic for your for your companionship pleasure yeah that was a weird sentence yeah. just cut that right phrasing. out phrasing <laughs> no i'm leaving it <laughs> hey guess what guess what this is what what is what this episode is is this a hundred? This is our one hundredth episode. This is one hundred episodes and of I, the X Wife podcast. Yeah, and I I was thinking about it last night because I I went back and forth with this. I was kind of panic rushing to. I had an intention. I had a plan in my mind. Of course, of course obviously, you know me. I had this plan of what our one hundredth episode was going to be. And let me tell you, I it was not this. <laughs> it did. It wasn't this. I was doing a bunch of other stuff, and I got distracted and. In my mind, I was like, hey, well, what if we just release two episodes on Friday and we record both of them tonight? And, and I was like, no, how about we just don't and I won't stress out over it. And this our 100th episode doesn't need to be the thing that I had in my mind. and It doesn't need to be the season finale because nobody even tracks that except for me. So, you know, I... I'm proud of you. For, I played Guardians for of the Galaxy and I said, whatever, I'm just enjoying my comics. I'm playing Guardians of the Galaxy. If you're not playing that on PS5, you're missing out. It's a ton of fun. Tons of fun. I mean, I don't even play it, and I still have fun just listening yeah, to it. she laughs along. It's hysterical. But I was thinking about it. Our first episodes, we talked about House of X and Powers of Ten, kicking off this big Marvel X-Men event. Yes. E- episode 100 gives what we're talking about, that next big Marvel X-Men event. There you go. See, you still found it to have meaning deep in your soul. Deep in my soul. But I, I did just want to say, you know, I, I had this idea... But it's coming. And it ties in nicely because in my mind, I was like, okay, well, it makes sense because this is the reign of X and it's over. But it's not because I read an interview with Jordan White. Oh. Reign of X, reign of 10 ends when Immortal X-Men kicks off. Begins. So I still got like two months. You got time, babe. This season is going to be the longest season so far. Season three is... Five million years long. It's going all across the time stream. Hey, speaking about going across the time stream. I would just like everybody to be prepared for all of the episodes in which we talk about this comic for me to be utterly confused because I finished reading this one and I was pretty confused at a few points and time travel is difficult for me because I like answers and time travel is a sneaky little son of a gun. Yeah, I, I tell you, I said it out loud a couple of times. I need to work from home on Thursdays from now on <laughs> because I just love sitting next to Alicia as she live reacts and reads the comics. That's a new joy that I didn't realize I was missing out on. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a kind of person who says my reactions in my head. I say them out loud, even if I'm by myself. Nope. So Everything's quiet and secret in here. Tap, tap of the noggin. Cool. So... We're talking. So are we gonna? Yeah, we're we gonna talk about the Infinity comic first, or are we, we gonna are talk about the real comic first? We're gonna talk about the regular comic first because I feel like the Infinity comic adds context to this story that kicks off. I would agree. I would agree. And so the Infinity comic for those two things actually. 
two things. He's got two things. One, for some reason, Marvel decided to upload this onto Marvel Unlimited. Crazy, crazy. Wednesday morning, the day it came out, it was on Marvel Unlimited. I read it before I even got ready for the day, before I even started working. And honestly, I loved it. Wow. I think that that was just for the people that were on the fence. If you're thinking, "Ah, I don't know, do I want to dive into a Wolverine event? Check it out. Check it out. You got the opportunity. And second, there's an Infinity comic that is a companion to this, and it will have new issues every Thursday. Every Thursday. Potentially just for the run of this so event, this is a ten, this is ten weeks and it's going to be alternating. one one issue a week alternating between yep. lives and deaths. Correct. All right. Not so not doing what Powers of Ten and House of X did, where it kind of swapped a little back it was and forth. A double up. You get like two House of X and two Powers of Ten. No, this is lives, deaths, lives, deaths, lives, deaths, lives, deaths. Ten lives, X deaths. Did you 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 said it ten times? You you made that exact. Really. Lives, deaths, lives, deaths. I don't know. No. Okay. Yeah, you did. Oh, cool. Great. I did it on, <laughs> on purpose. Hey, look at that cover. I, okay, this cover, first of all, just from like a tangible like oh, yeah. standpoint. Feels great. This book feels fantastic in my hands. Like I will pay the extra however, what, is it 50 cents or whatever. This was a little bit more of an expensive book, but I guess that's because it's an event. But it also might be because they actually used good quality paper. There's been some weeks, a couple months ago, that the paper was kind of falling apart in my hands. Yeah, this is really nice. It's, it's really nice. It feels like a solid piece of artwork in my hand, mm. and it smells fantastic. Ooh, smells like a comic. Smells like a comic. But tell me about that cover, because we, we've seen this cover for a while, but there's so much to love about it. I mean, well, Adam Kubert, obviously I'm in. Let's go. And and th- I will say this being the cover that we got is this the like a. the the A cover okay yep. so you know my pet peeves my feelings about covers matching what's going on well this right here we've got multiple versions of Wolverine who Throughout seem to be various points of his life yes who seem to all be tangled up in the tentacles of Omega Red oh yeah yeah uh, shout out to Chandler from X Reads for his awesome recreation of this in Marvel Legends form oh I my god was I was cool. so excited when I saw that it was amazing yeah the the wrapping of Omega Red tendrils really steps him up for this event he's been on a lot of the covers that have been previewed and I guess I should have known that he was going to be a main part of this story, but we now get confirmation. It's an Omega Red Wolverine. Hey, I, I won't get ahead of myself. Yeah, calm down. Let's uh, do that page turn noise, shall we? Mm-hmm. Page turn noise. <laughs> Snicked. Ooh. All Time. Right. Time. You sound like uh, the Watcher. Yes. <laughs> That's Space what you were doing. Reality. Reality. This is the monologue that was used in the preview video a few weeks or a month back. Just these meditations on time and the possibilities, the the ways you can move through the world in the Krakoan era. And what a beautiful sunset. Oh, yeah. I've always been a big fan of Joshua Mm Kassara. And I feel like this issue only scratches the surface of what he's able to do. We've seen what he can do throughout X-Force, and I'm excited to dive in further with this. And I think it's complemented really well by Frank Martin's colors throughout the issue, especially here. Yes. These sunset panels, the weariness on Logan's face. It just sells something has been troubling him. Something's coming. Something's coming. And his name is Charles. 
I have feelings. It's and time. I'm going to save them for the end of the discussion. But I'm just letting everybody know that I have feelings. Oh, of course you do. <laughs> I do like, it makes me question, Logan, it's time. Like, were you spying in my brain? Were you, did you know I was just monologuing I'm about sorry, time? I'm sorry, is that even a question? <laughs> were you spying in my brain? Yes, I'm spying in everyone's brain Always. all the time. I'm Charles Xavier. It's time to live. Time to live. And we've got tons of tiny redacted text. Oh, yeah. I dove in on the tiny type on this page. Clues all over it. I don't know if you saw. What do you mean? So we got on the top left, we have our current team with the images from the book, right? Logan, Xavier, Gene, Redacted, and Krakoa, seemingly our location. Mm-hmm. Notice the X or 10 at the end of each of them. Oh, I see. Why? I don't know. But a little further to the right, we get two more strings. Logan, redacted, 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 some space, and assumingly our redacted location. To the right of each of them, VI or six. Yes. And if you look at that image where we do see Logan, that is from him at a different time. It's a different Logan. That is a much younger Logan that we see later on in the book. Oh. That is pulled. So this is pulled from him on the cliffs. This is pulled from him at a location that we're about to go to. Yeah, which... And so is this... It's just trying to build in your mind what do these different numbers mean. Right, and there's also like grayed out, lighter Mm -hmm. versions Mm -hmm. of two more. Right. Oh, man. Are are these time points? Are these references to Moira's lives? Like different... 10 because you know this is life 10 of moira's is that am i reaching for that i don't know i think we want moira to be a part of this book but maybe she's not i mean she's i don't want to give it away but she's definitely a part of the other book what do you mean the other book there these are two books right so this yeah. is 10 lives x deaths oh she's definitely a part of death she's in the preview images that oh. were released today I don't like to look at those. Well, I do. Because I like to be surprised. And I feel like when they give you pages with actual dialogue, they're just blowing up spoilers. And I don't like spoilers. Or they're trying to build the hype machine. Just build the hype machine with the images. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Written by Benjamin Percy. Art by Joshua Kassara. Colors by Frank Martin. Letters by Corey Pettit. VCs Corey Petit. Okay. I was, you didn't call me out on that on the last episode when we were on vacation. And I was worried. You were like, what's wrong with you, Alicia? Xavier's. I have to tell you that these pages of this particular location, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the color palette. Yep. Maybe it's, do you know what I'm going to say? It gives me Walking Dead vibes. Oh. There's like, and maybe, maybe it's the pregnant lady with a gun. I don't know. <laughs> I think it, there's definitely a weathered feel to the colors and the different palette. Like mm-hmm. It feels as though we're in a, past memory yes it definitely sets you up of like this is the past yeah another place another time with mrs xavier giving birth yeah the coloring the landscapes the angles it's all just really immersive really great yes and mrs xavier is giving birth and mr xavier is suddenly attacked by his gardener yes yes as as a canadian silhouette Looms in the distance before the shears fly. Wolverine makes his entrance and saves Brian's life. 
Oh, and that's the so that's the image right there. Yep. That's the one from the title page. Yep, that's the one from this the sixth number six. Yep. Interesting. That image from our second string of boxes. Brian, not happy or grateful at all, just confused and kind of angry. Like, well, who are you? I mean, understandably so. I mean, I would be obviously grateful that I was yeah, saved. But also, who are these people and why are they fighting or attacking on this night of my children's birth? Yeah, well, Bowers, his gardener, doesn't look at all like he should. No. And this other man has saved him. And he's like trying to have a conversation with him. Hey, you got a gun? You know what you do? I don't know what you do with it, but do you have one? Just get it. Just get your damn gun. I don't care. Now's the time. The Omega Gardener is terrifying. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's that. Maybe it's that the Omega versions of people kind of give me zombie vibes. Oh, yeah. And then the coloring and the pregnant lady with a gun. It's yeah, just yeah. like, give, it's just making me want and long for the walking dead. Well, and it immediately gives us questions too, right? Mm-hmm. The symbol on Bowers' forehead, the tentacles coming out of his hands. What's going on? We don't know. We don't know. The action of this is beautiful. It feels like everything that we love about X-Force, the motion, the colors, the dialogue kept to just what you need. Yes. Wolverine pulled off panel for later. For later. Because now we're off to Arbor Magna and the hatchery. Back to Krakoa. Which, like, okay, really cool visuals, great inclusion of gold balls, egg, whatever you want to call them. How is there no security in the hatchery? You've had this you've asked this question many times. I I will continue to ask it. This is probably the most precious resource on Krakoa and Omega Red is able to just walk in and grab gold balls by the gold balls aye, and aye, slam aye. them down. Aye, aye, aye. Like Charles, you deserve whatever is about to happen to you because geez, man, this is just ridiculously short-sighted. <laughs> All mutants can be trusted. Nah, I think maybe we've seen that you can't trust everybody, especially when certain mutants have been done dirty throughout the Krakoan era, specifically yeah, Omega Red. Specifically Omega Red has been done so dirty. Yeah. I, and he's about to check it out. Yeah, he's about to find the truth. And this line about... Do you lie or they lie? And it makes me wonder, did Gold Balls or the Five tell Omega Red what had been changed in his resurrection? I don't know. Because he's asking, you know, are they lying to me or did you lie when you told me something? That, that's what that makes me mm. think, that well, line we of dialogue. Well, we don't know who's the you and who's the they. Right. Well, Because he, do well, he does say they, they lie. lie. Right. So that makes me think they is X-Force. So is you the Five. Maybe or, or gold balls, you know, who he's essentially talking to. Yeah, he well, actually, okay, so here, here's something to help you. He uses gold balls right. to get inside this data hub of what is this? This seems like this is some kind of storage of all the cerebro files in like a backup. That's what it looks like a bunch of Krakoan hard drive. Yeah situations so at least that's protected and you have to be one of the five to get in or right. hold one of the five hostage in front right. of this sensor but i could just go in and smash all these eggs and grab someone by the throat like gold balls power is that he shoots gold balls and it's not you know the five themselves okay yes proteus not getting the jump on proteus tempest maybe could slow you down and protect yourself 
Hope, okay, she's raised by Cable. She's probably got her own back. Elixir, I'm not sure what he'd be able to do. Go, boss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I understand what you're saying completely. So somebody lied to Omega Red. That's what we're getting out of this. Yeah. And we get a little bit more information on that with the next data page. This data page, ew, beast. Ew, beast. Probably the most emotionally stirring data page in a while. More explicit details about Red's resurrection, which we've seen before, but now with some condescending talk by Beast. Some condescending. Yeah, that's a, that's a nice way of putting it. Yeah. It makes me think, like, who is the bad guy here? Who is the naive believer? If what I suggested, if someone from the five revealed what had happened to Omega Red because they're upset by how they've been just dismissed by Beast in this way and even by Xavier earlier but when he said x-force has complete authority to do whatever they want yeah it's just like it's interesting because you think when you think back to house of x and powers of 10 and when they talk about the five and when they introduce the five it's like praise like the grace and glory of the five right we wouldn't have mutant resurrection if it wasn't for the five the five the five the five but they're actually treating them like crap right and they're like no 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 we're going to put it out here that you all are so important, but you're really just figureheads for us to do what we want to do, and you're going to have to be okay with that. Right. You are the machine, and we run the machine. Or, you know, your job is to cook what we order. Yes. You I- have received our order. Now cook. But we know over the last handful of months, the five do whatever they want. Yeah, We've the five it. be the five, and we you know can't that. stop them. Hope is good. Hey, we run it. Hope going to do what Hope going to do. Oh, you want to just go and resurrect your own mutants? Go ahead. Because you can't. You're done. (laughs) And we're back. We're back to giving birth. Back to Xavier Manor. This moment. But you recognize uh, it's only we've actually really only seen it in one. This is the mansion. Yes. Charles's home. Right. Charles's childhood home. The X-Men's mansion. Yes. Yeah. Things are intensifying everywhere here. It's all coming together. Everything's getting big. Yeah, they're running around. They're locking the windows, locking the doors, boarding the place up on Wolverine's orders. Yeah, well, whatever makes you feel comfortable. You know, whatever you want. You do whatever you want to do. And and the security, getting their guns set. That next page with Wolverine popping his bone claws at the Omega Gardener lets you know this is a older wolverine this is not a time traveling wolverine this is a consciousness traveling wolverine well at this point we don't even know that like honestly when i was reading this i thought this was this is this is a flashback right like because we don't get that consciousness information in this even in this book right not explicitly no so but there is some elements that you can infer and they do reference krakoa in the battle between, so this right exactly. But if you were okay, if you were not Justin, and you <laughs> don't and you don't read every blog and news article and everything that comes out early about the comics, and you're Alicia, and you're coming into this comic and you're reading it as it goes, you see we're back in time. There's no dates given. I, I just want to I just want to clarify. I did not read any articles or anything I'm except for saying. our interview with Benjamin Percy, which is still on our podcast. And if you yeah, haven't yeah, listened yeah. to it, check it out. But yeah, I'm just saying if the, you're reading this for the first time, you see Charles 
Charles being born or babies being born, a baby being born in the Xavier mansion and a younger Wolverine stepping in. So from me, I don't know if this is, is this now canon? Has this always happened? Has Wolverine always saved so that Charles can be born? Because no. at this point, I don't know that his consciousness is back there to the point where when Krakoa is mentioned, I flat out was like, what is happening right now? Right, sure. But either way, whether you knew that it's consciousness Wolverine or you thought this always happened, yeah. those bone claws are coming out and this guy is a scared. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the gardener. Yeah. Well, before he even is the gardener, this line from Omega Red, I will prove to be your greatest enemy of all time. That's a big statement, especially in an era that has largely avoided the presence of Sabretooth because he's been in the pit mm-hmm. and touted a similar title for Solemn. Like, get in line, Omega Red. Okay, but what pops into my head of is what Ben time. Percy said in the interview right. of all time. Not this is the best story I've written. This is the best story that encompasses all of time. Biggest, so right, yeah. that is going to tie directly into the fact that Omega Red will also be throughout all of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which adds to the mystery surrounding how is he there? Right. How Logan is there? And how is Red moving throughout this location? People. Right. Like, how is he doing? With such distance, too. It made me think of Proteus and the way that he moves from one body to another, Mm. one husk to another. But usually it has to be much more sight to sight. No, this is um this this is more like malice, right? Where she like takes over like a body, but then that body they're still they can their consciousness is still inside them once she leaves. Yes. Yeah, he's not burning through them. Right. The gardener seems to be alive and well. Good for the gardeners. Right. Not so good for anyone else. Not so good for the butler because the butler did it uh, as he comes at. On the stairs with a shotgun. Yes. I want to know, like, do they, are are we seeing the, the symbol on the forehead or are they seeing the symbol on the forehead? Yeah, I don't know. Brian blows through him with this shotgun, though. Uh, threats keep on coming. I just want to know, how is he doing it? How is he doing it? We get our nod to... Well, he's got to be time traveling in some way. The same way. His consciousness... Right. So the, the time travel is one thing. It's the, the jumping from body to body and not... Mm. You know, like Wolverine is jumping to his own body right. at yeah. one point. Whereas Omega Red is throughout this sequence in three different bodies yes craziness and oh no the baby didn't make it right i wonder if this ties into her being in marauders well maybe she's coming back in some way cassandra right well i just feel it feels like an interesting time to nod to cassandra right and also just i understand obviously things change in books or whatever but in the first story that we talked about with her, wasn't there a conversation of like, was she actually ever born or did she die in the womb or was there, yeah, she, she like got eaten up inside the womb and she was never actually born? She or? was she was physically born, okay, but was deceased when she came out of the womb. Right. So she was like still born. Yes. And so using, I think it was like she clung to a sewer or something like that, like psychic energy and, and formed a physical body for herself. All right. Well, we'll probably find out more about that at another time. Yep, maybe. Maybe. 
check but out. But now, now check. the midwife is in, is Omega's in the midwife. Right. But yeah. And, and the reflection though, that bottom panel. Yeah. That's what's so cool. And also so interesting is that if you see him in a reflection, you see you him. See him. And, and that, not the body of which he's inhabiting. Right. So is that what Brian's seeing? Is he seeing yeah, Omega Red so. in the reflection? I think so. I think he goes to the window to look out the window and then he sees the reflection and then he's like, oh, snap, this is not good. Something bad's happening to my wife. Yeah. This action, the, these stories have such a great movement quality to them. Mm-hmm. It's the art, yes, but it's also the pacing of the story elements. Percy is setting up these bigger ideas or rather bringing in some bigger ideas from his other works but also letting the interactions breathe with great action sequences. Yeah, it's really great. But smacking him upside the head with that gun. Knocked out. Busting through Bone Claws McGraw. <laughs> Just tearing through that door. Yeah, some great full page spreads. Yeah, there's so much beautiful art in this. But now let's go back to the future. The mission. Logan waxing poetic on his connections to Xavier and Jean. What these two characters mean to him, which... Provide a great anchor throughout, I think. Yeah. And I think that's another point where, you know, in us either rereading or talking more about comics helps me have a deeper understanding of them. But in this point, too, he says, even though I'm like double the age of Xavier, I'm twice as old as Xavier. So then you do know, like, Logan at that time in this past tense or this flashback is actually of that age. Right when Xavier's being born. So this is really interesting. Yeah. Very sentimental Logan is in this voiceover. He's a, he's not a loner. He gets billed as a loner, but he's not. He's just a big old softy, and we know it. <laughs> Plug me in. Hold on tight. But this page this, you just oh flipped over to. my or? goodness. It's so cool. All sorts of beautiful. This is probably my favorite spread of the issue. And it gives us some some clues as to where we might go otherwise. Mm-hmm. So these are some pretty intense highlights of Wolverine's life. We see the Weapon X program. This looks like almost the movie Logan. This is first the appearance. OG first appearance. Bone claws popping in or- Origin. I've seen this Wolverine on an X before. Yep, that's back from the Outback. Mm. This is from X-Men Jim Lee. Probably the first appearances of Omega Red. Get hyped because Sabretooth's up in here. Yeah, yeah, he is. And there's a baby being born over here in the corner. This snowy fight with Lady Deathstrike. This is Uncanny X-Men 205, Wounded Wolf. Oh. Great Wolverine story. Just some really, really solid reference points on to the full continuity of Wolverine. Because that's what we're talking about. There's even like right here, there's a little thing that kind of looks techno-organic. Mm. And there's this one little bloody hand back here. <laughs> it's good stuff. But in all overall, it's also just a really beautiful page. Yeah. Charles is coming. Uh-oh. This lady's like, um, excuse me. I'm trying to give birth to a second child. Yeah. Could you Someone all help? just stop fighting and help me? Yeah. It's just the challenge of Omega Red inhabiting these people is that Wolverine doesn't want to kill them. He right. wants Red. These people are just innocent bystanders. And even Omega Red calls him out on that. Mm-hmm. The old Wolverine wouldn't have hesitated. You've gone soft. Right. And they make reference of Krakoa. Right. And when he said that, I was like, how do you know about Krakoa? We're back in time. Right. Well, we're both time travelers. And that's where my brain started to explode. Yeah. Again, 
the reflection of Omega Red in the mirror. Mm-hmm. I just, Sharon Xavier will have none of it. Delivering this baby myself with a shotgun in hand. Yeah, I'm holding my just delivered baby with the umbilical cord still attached, but I also have a shotgun and I'm going to take you out because you need to get out of my house. Moira McTaggart would be so proud. Her first appearance when she comes out with machine gun, just <laughs> not having any of it. But wait, it's Russia. Russia. Ooh, bringing it all together as Omega Red heads home. I got to say, it's, it's, it just makes me laugh that these, these guys are like, man, it's so cold. Everything sucks. At least we have coffee. Coffee smash. <laughs> well, no, we don't. No, we don't. Everything sucks. <laughs> this looming, dark, destructive. I'm, I'm going to guess that everything we're seeing with Omega Red on Krakoa and now in Russia is taking place in the, the narrative present present yes at the same time that well that's what's confusing like is that at the same time that wolverine's head i would is being sent back i would believe that this is happening before that right that wolverine is being sent back in response in response to this yes that makes sense and that's why i i say narrative present because that's where it gets tricky right (laughs) time travel wolverine is technically in the past as he visits charles's birth but also has the knowledge of Krakoa that's been building over the last few years. Where is he? Mikhail. Ooh. Ooh, Are you so excited? Because they even mentioned the Cerebro Sword right now. I am. I am. I'm very excited. getting all of your dreams, your answers, your threads. They're coming together. The new Russia, though. This this data page sets up a power play by Mikhail with Omega Red as his second. Mm -hmm. These, These Russian mutants taking over what is... The revelation of two Russian states working together to embrace the potential of mutants. Which is so interesting, right? Because Russia as a country, as a nation, does not recognize Krakoa as right, a nation, right. right? They are like, no, mutants are our mutants are our mutants. And they're and our I, property, I essentially. I wonder, too, though, if there's this because of mikhail and his political standings if that there's influence on no we're not going to acknowledge krakoa because if we acknowledge krakoa then we can't make a stand against krakoa we can't take over krakoa if we acknowledge krakoa then they're going to take our people they're going to take our natural resources basically right but like i wonder if it's if it's coming from a mutant perspective of like the mutants of russia who just they are not part of those other mutants and we don't know how long mikhail has been working with this right Right. so he's been kind of seated in the background throughout x-force and this is all coming to a head may or may not be data mining the cerebro sword oh ah unconfirmed yes and the president of russia may or may not be compromised may or may not be sage doesn't really know yeah just a lot of potential back at the mansion all right, so this great action sequence, yes. But this man, Wolverine, Logan, he's a stranger, sure. But he just saved your life from being strangled by this tentacle person. Right, yes. And you have a gun pointed. Like, Why is, why is he the first person that you shoot? He has the person who was strangling you tied up against the wall with his claws, and you shoot him? Yeah, that is questionable, but also you can't mess with a mother who has just given birth. Girl! Those hormones are raging. I get it. Stressful times, but context clues, Sharon. <laughs> she doesn't care. Brian with the save. That was, Coming in. Ugh. Does he rip her eyes eyeballs. out? Eyeballs. 
eyeballs. He just oh. goes for the eyeballs. <laughs> that that ooh, that last panel on that page, that is creepy. That creepy smile with oh. no eyeballs. Because oh. you got to think, wherever Omega Ray goes next, this midwife is technically alive right now. Right. She may not be in the next couple pages, <laughs> but she is now sans eyeballs and just rocking it with this creepy grin. Yes. And also, can we just talk about Wolverine middle finger clawing, <laughs> cutting this umbilical cord? Like It's beautiful. Just, it's, what are you doing, man? You know, he was a doctor in a past life. Yeah, maybe. Smooth sidestep. Mm-hmm. And out the window, Omega the window. Red goes. And Again. there's a groan. From the floor, from the ground, the balcony where this woman falls. So is she dead or is she just blind and eyeballless and hurt now? Right, right. And not only is there a groan, but it does not have the same text box coloring of Omega Red's influence. Right. So we can assume that he has left her at this point. Yes. It's like as she's falling, she still has the tentacles, the tendrils. And then once she lands. Right. They're gone. Nope. No more. Where did he go? Does he that? That's the question that I want to know. I got a lot of questions that I want to know. <laughs> but does he have to go somewhere else immediately? Can he just fly around as Spirit Omega Red? Maybe. Again, another beautiful full play- page. Yeah, so many of them. It's all right, Chuck. I got gotcha. you. Look at look at his creepy little smile. That baby. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take be over the, the biggest world. jerk when I grow up. And but then, we're done here. Okay, yeah, we're done here. Where are we now? We're in the world of Team X. Ooh, Team X. <laughs> Wolverine looks like he has a little brain fog moment for a second. Right, and I, it seems as though it was not his doing that has brought him to this new location, right? Well, is that like image there with the X over his face? Is That's that supposed to be like cerebro. the Cerebro helmet? I yeah. believe so, yes. So he's leaving the one plane that's what this first panel is is like that's the plane where you saved baby charles and now you're back into the cerebro and now you're here right in the jungle with a confused look on your face also with no shirt in between which well because he's laying on that thing with no shirt isn't he i don't i thought he was in his uniform like his brown and tan yeah you're right well he's shirtless <laughs> who cares he's however gene imagines him oh my shirtless Maverick. Maverick and Sabretooth. Team X. Oh. And here we, a... here we get to the point where I have feelings. The target is 25 miles south by southwest of here. You have to save Xavier. The clock is ticking. And here's where I want to know, is this book going to be about Wolverine traveling through time to save his Xavier? Maybe. And if that's the case, why? And if that's the case, did he always have to save it? Like... Time travel, right? But like if all of these points in time, Xavier is in danger, in order for him to actually be alive at this point, Wolverine would have already had to save him. So is Wolverine actually going back in time? Like, Or is Omega Red going back in time to different points in Charles's life trying to kill him? Uh, yes. So speculation, what I think is going on, using the Cerebro Sword to understand... Charles is part of the key to Krakoa. Mm-hmm. How to undo Krakoa? Well, you kill Charles before he has the chance to do that. So working with Omega Red in some way to send him back has now sent Omega Red back to find and kill Charles Xavier at various times. I think they should just let them do it. Then there's no Krakoa. 
I understand that from a perspective of you don't like Xavier, but understand that from a perspective of the entire narrative, that it don't work. Just kill him now. (laughs) That doesn't work. And ban him from resurrection. Hey, what's that Cohen? I don't know. Omega. Omega. Then we get a really nice cover gallery and a ton of variant covers. I know, so many. I mean, it's an it's an issue one. It's an event. They make a bunch of covers. You buy mm. them if you want. The you... connecting collage one, I think, is my favorite. Yeah. And the the one with a bunch of them jumping up. I think there's another one on the other side of that. Makes me want to go check out to see if I can find another one. But Yeah. Big thoughts. Oh, I mean, <clears throat> I thought it was good in that the art was really beautiful. I enjoy stories bouncing around from perspective to perspective and and slowly unfolding so i think it's going to be really exciting to see the layers unfold at this current moment right now i'm not thrilled that the story is centered around charles or at least this part of the story right right but like even if moira is involved in the other just because you don't like charles no it's not because i don't like charles i just think it's because i've had like charles is always involved like i just think why does it have to be about charles like i don't know i it's not because i don't like charles it it's just feels like everything is always about him in the same way that like people say oh wolverines and everything i just feel okay well it's always about charles i mean if you think about it over the last two and a half years of krakoa he has not been in a prominent book right Mm -hmm. he's been in the background he set this thing up and is now you know who else would it be about, right? Who else would he be saving? We were trying to think about this a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about the interview and, and what was coming with 10 Lives. Who else makes sense for him, Wolverine, to be going back to save or to protect? Charles plays a huge role in the status quo of Krakoa right now. Right, yeah. I think I just thought it was more that he was, I mean, I guess, yeah, he is hunting someone. He's hunting Omega Red. Right. That's just my personal opinion. I, I yeah, see yeah. how the story goes. I just feel like, Oh, okay. It's about Charles. Like, meh. Not like the story isn't good. Just that one point. Just you don't like Charles. I don't like Charles, and I don't. I don't. I'm not thrilled that there's this big hyped up story, and it's going to end up being sent. Potentially end up being centered around Charles Xavier. That's just me. That's just Alicia. She hates Charles. Get over it, everyone. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. It was much less of a Wolverine centric comic than I thought it was going to be, in the sense that. It wasn't just a him story. Yeah, I think you, you have a title like 10 Lives of Wolverine and you figure it's going to be all Wolverine all the time. And it's a bigger story than that. And that's a good thing. Yeah, I agree with that completely. I think it's like the season finale of Percy's work over the last two years or so. And I don't, again, I don't think that's a bad thing. No. But that comes from the perspective of having enjoyed his work across the other two titles. I think that's actually a really natural place for an event to come from. You think back in the same way that Ten of Swords came out of things building in Excalibur. Mm-hmm. Hellfire Gala came out of things building in Marauders. This isn't a crossover like those other two, but rather a big event focus book more similar to House and Powers. And I'm curious if that will end up helping it or hurting it in terms of the draw in. You know, yeah. Some people just don't like Wolverine. Some people just don't so, like Charles. Some people just don't like Charles. I'm, I mean, I do, I do think it's really exciting that we're getting to see 
the Russian tie-in that I wasn't expecting and Mikhail and what's going on there. And hopefully we'll get more from the Chronicler and maybe Colossus will be involved. I think so, yeah. All of that stuff is really exciting to me. I don't think it's going to be... Cerebro Sword being back in. I don't think it's going to be 10 weeks of Charles. You know, I don't don't think... I think he's going to play a key point. Well, let's hope. And I said that at the beginning, you know, when we were talking about it at the end of Inferno, that it looked like he was going to be a key point of it because, you know... Someone need to uh, protect, but yeah, we'll see. Big picture, we've got limited options for what else to read in terms of X books. So yeah. I'm, I'm here, <laughs> I'm ready, I'm interested. This Bring on week it. two, and let's see what that second title brings. Jordan White did confirm in an interview that X Deaths is where we'll get our Inferno connection. Oh, nice. But also, what's the sword event that I can look forward to, and is that next? You know, <laughs> what what's building out of sword and. Gosh. Is that the next crossover? Is Justin that the next just thing? needs more sword in his life. I think this feels both familiar in the sense that it comes from threads that have been building, mm-hmm. but also mysterious in the sense that uh, big picture, I don't know what's going on. Right. I don't know all the, the details. And, and that's good. I and think that's honestly, exciting. And honestly, what we can infer, right, after just going through this and knowing, let's take Inferno and let's take Trial of Magneto, just as two little examples of things where we had all these ideas at the beginning of what it was going to be. And, and none of them were right. None of them were right. Yeah. So who knows? Like all of our ideas could all be completely wrong. Yeah. And I I think that's what's exciting about this and us getting to break things down is like we can theorize and we can bash characters and and cry about things we don't like happening and whatever but really we we just want to read the comics and yeah. we want to enjoy the stories and, and we want to have a fun and entertaining experience and that yeah. i feel like this succeeded in that in the sense i have questions leaving this you know yeah, i, I sure. want to know what happens next which i feel like that's what you want at the start i don't know everything about what's going on which a little less of what you want at the start. You want a little bit more of a fully formed idea, I think. But it, it gives you enough, especially having read those two other titles, that I, I feel confident going forward. Yeah, I think they've given you enough information for you to understand the premise and also left enough holes in the story for you to be able to start to brainstorm and think and then also want to pick up the next book to want to fill in those holes. Yeah. And I also have to say that... If I didn't have a character like Charles Xavier who I like got upset about all the time, I wouldn't enjoy the X-Men as much. You know, like <laughs> you need to you feel need, things. You need to have you need to have your first time reading Harry Potter, you hate Professor Snape until the end and then you're like, ah, uh, Snape, I always love Snape. Snape. Yeah, but like Obviously. love love to hate Snape, no, you know. I always love Snape. Okay, well, some of us really <laughs> thought Snape was the devil when we first, first, first read the books. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's what I'm saying is like you have to have characters that make you upset. You have to have characters that you get angry about because that's how you have a dynamic feeling when reading something, you know? Yeah. If you loved everything that was happening all the time, it's not interesting. Right, right. And and I was talking to someone about this on Instagram if you just hate everything, then why are you reading it? You know? <laughs> so some kind of balance of you got to know what you don't like to know what you like. And certain characters, depending on who's writing them or depending on what they've done previously, make you see a, like them more or less at different times. Yeah. You can, you can hate things that Xavier's done, but also recognize the fact that he's done some good things in that time. Yeah. And sometimes it's fun to just have a character that no matter what they do, I'm just going to be like, now. Yeah. I feel like I don't have that. 
Well, you got to find one. No, I just love the X-Men. <laughs> so I got questions for you. Okay, hit me. Does this feel like its own event or does it feel like X-Force and Wolverine had a baby? No, it feels like its own event. Really? I do think so because I do think the bringing in of Jean and Charles and the fact that they're sort of doing this little side thing and we're, we're telling this other story of time or these other stories throughout time, like we're getting to see other points, that for me feels like its own thing. I do feel like it has ties to X-Force and Wolverine, but... Big time, yeah. I don't know. It feels it feels different. It feels separated enough, but I reading this, I felt like, well, okay, so this is coming from because Omega Red started seeding through Wolverine mm-hmm. and then came in through X Force. Mikhail always through X Force and the Cerebro Sword always through X Force. It's just got a lot of things, and I don't think that's a bad thing. I'm not like knocking that. You do have the interesting caveat of Cerebro time travel mm-hmm. making this its own thing so i'm calling it a a team up baby isn't negative it's just no but trying to, trying to think yeah, about where it's I, coming from i think of it more of like a spin-off mm-hmm. of those or season two, two right or, right you know it, it's it's like the defenders in relation to right daredevil it's its own Luke thing, Cage. but it it pulls from all the things that happened in these other things thing say thing again Okay, what's your I next don't, question? I don't want to ask this question because I feel like it's going to set you off again. No, it's okay. I'll be calm and rational. Is Xavier the person Wolverine is protecting throughout time? Yes. And do you want him to stop his mission and let Xavier die? Yes. Okay, well, no. then you lose well, Krakoa. I know. We already had this conversation. <laughs> I don't I don't want him to stop his mission. I understand why it's important. I just... I already said it. I just was like, oh, man, it's about Xavier. <laughs> yeah, but even, you know, you read this... And Xavier, other than the times that he's there sending him back, he's really only referenced. In the same way that in the, in the whole Krakoan era, he's he's there, he's referenced. I think for me, it's just knowing that Xavier has done things that I find questionable, and I know other people find questionable, throughout his history. And also the the things I know about his inability to pull back and not just use his powers willy-nilly on anybody whenever he wants that frustrates me that I also think just from the perspective of how I've read the stories right how other people have read the stories and and if you read them in chronological order if you read them growing up then yes very much Charles Xavier is the reason the X-Men exist right he's like your father he's the, he's the anchor point he's the father he's the one that keeps them all together but I feel like my entry into the comics and my connection to other characters makes me feel like Charles is not the savior of the X-Men and he's he in in other people's eyes he is and and in a lot of instances he is right mm-hmm. he's the reason that the X-Men exist yes. and so I want to see growth in that. I want to see, yes, Charles Xavier is the reason the X-Men exists. He has history. He has a valid standing point as like a prominent historical figure in the X-Men and in mutantdom. But I want to see the next chapter start. I want to see someone else get credit for being, you know, <clears throat> Emma Frost or anyone else, really. Honestly, not even, not even just Emma, not even Magneto. Like, I think it's, it's a point where... I understand that there are 
so many years of comics and that for so long in all of those years, certain characters hold certain places as far as in the hierarchy of mutantdom. But if you're constantly going to be inventing characters and you want to see growth in the stories, I think there needs to be points when other characters get to take that role. Like at some point, Xavier should retire and well, someone else should be. Right. But big picture Marvel doesn't really want growth in characters because they want the characters to be able to be there to tell more stories and right, to live right. on and in I... generations. And and thinking about, we were listening to that interview with Hickman mm-hmm. and the idea of the New Mutants and Generation X being that next generation of X-Men and wanting to see them actually step up and be those X-Men because you've seen them growing up, you've seen them making their mistakes and they learn from that and Hopefully they would be a better version of that. So you're you're wanting that even for the figurehead of Xavier. You want to see Gene take that position of Xavier. Yes, Xavier's I would role. love to see Gene. I would love to see that be Gene. And that and you know I'm not have even been a times, huge fan of Gene. And all there the time. have been times where that has happened, where it's been you know she is at more of a prominent position and Xavier isn't there. But it's always going to kind of return back to somewhat of a status quo. Because that's where the stories stem from. And right. That's, that's what gives you 60 years of continuity. I mean, we're, right now we're talking about essentially Claremont's argument and why he ended up leaving because he had already done all that before. He didn't want to go back to basics. He didn't want Xavier to be the head of the school and Magneto to be the bad guy. He just wanted to retire on a space base and uh, yeah. kick rocks. Let me go on my asteroid and leave me alone. Yeah, yeah. And I totally, I totally understand that from the perspective of Marvel and the perspective of the X-Men community and, and where people come from. I think that's just going to always be a point for me that is – it's something that's a little bit difficult as a person enjoying the world and becoming immersed in the world is that you want to see progress and you want to see development and you, you are seeing that in other ways. It's just for me – Charles is a he's like a, a thorn in my shoe I, I pebble I need removed I did too well at making you <laughs> I understand that now it's okay are you afraid of Omega Red's new ability not only his consciousness traveling through time but this malice Proteus style jump from one body to another and from seemingly great distances this ability to take over people's souls people's physical bodies i'm not afraid of it i'm actually excited about it yeah as i think it really i mean it's from the standpoint of it's definitely scary yeah but i think it it opens up a lot of really cool story opportunity Mm -hmm. any other questions about the book any questions for me any other thoughts um well i guess in terms of the cerebro sword so I know that's something that you've been really excited to kind of get the next phase of. What are you hoping, you know, what are you hoping for as far as the Cerebro Sword is concerned? Do you want to see it destroyed? Do you want to see oh, no. it wielded? Do I want to you... see it wielded. I want to see what it can do. And do you have any predictions of what you think it might be able to do? I feel like just what we've seen so far with X-Force, it has the ability to tap into some of the backups. Right? It mm-hmm. has the ability to connect to the powers and or the minds of certain X-Men. So what Mikhail had been able to do with, and I think it was a combination between the Cerebro Sword and having Omega, Kid Omega's head mm-hmm. and, and parts of him to be able to manipulate things into the other resurrected version of Kid Omega. I think yeah. that's cool. I, I just think that 
I've always been interested in the Cerebro sword as a concept. And I felt like I wanted more from the start and I'm itching for more now. And to know that it seems to be playing a role in this Mm -hmm. is exciting. Yeah. The other thing I think is interesting is, so the Cerebro sword came from the first attempt to kill Charles Xavier, right? X-Force number one and two. First attempt... The helmet was destroyed, and so it was made into a sword, right? So here's a couple of thoughts that are popping into my mind. One, why a sword? Like of all the objects that you could form these bits and pieces into, like why a sword if it's only – if it's not ever going to be used as an actual sword? Like why a sword? I don't know. That's just like, hmm ponder that why a sword and then two oh you're gonna say something well it's it's i think in um thinking back to x-force number two the i think it was the sword of damascus is what they compare it to the sword of damocles oh right the sword of damocles because that's a song in rocky horror picture show and i remember thinking that so the phrase someone having the sword of damocles hanging over their head you mean that they are in a situation in which something very bad could happen to them at any time, Mm. right? So having this literally hanging over Xavier's head at one time and and hanging on his head when he was Mm -hmm. wearing it as a helmet, and then now what does that, how does that connect to him now throughout time and then to him through Mikhail being able to wield it and use it in in some way, I feel like is is a really interesting connection point why is it a sword because it's cool you know <laughs> because magneto is like what can i do with this how do i how do i forge it into something awesome and use it as a weapon my other question and my other thought so if we are you know you made a very valid point in that the formation of krakoa is charles is essential to that right yes and in those beginning issues of x-force someone is trying to kill Charles. And those people, they have parts, the the Peacock Man, and who we now know are connected to Orcus. No? I don't, I don't think we exclusively, I don't explicitly know that. I feel like we have made that assumption. We have made that assumption. Well, okay. So, but it, did we, is there any place where the Peacock Man is definitely connected to Mikhail? Right. Yes. So that's what I'm, that's where my brain is going in that like, the idea of killing Charles, essentially what I said, like, why not just kill him now? Well, they already tried that once. Right. And it didn't so, work. So, so the this idea is their if next you can, If you step. can kill him before he does the things, then you create, technically you would create a branch reality and you create another timeline. Mm. So it's interesting. Is it, how, is it. Depending on what kind of time t- travel rules you're you're playing by. Yeah. Which time travel rules. Is it going to be, though, just about saving Charles or is there going to be are there going to be threats on Magneto's life and threats mm-hmm. on Moira's life? Because essentially the three of them are the pillars of Krakoa, but maybe Moira what? is the biggest secret, though. So I feel like right, while true. Moira may play a part and, and does make an appearance in the first issue of X Deaths. Mm hmm. I don't feel like she's going to be a main focal point just because nobody, even Wolverine, I'd, I'd question how much he knows about Mara's right. involvement yeah, that's true. in this life. And yeah. there is the question of, is he able to somehow travel through past lives? Mm-hmm. How much 
is he able to spread across timelines? Well, I wonder, I wonder if Moira is appearing in the deaths book and the lives, what if the lives all happen in life 10, right? Like there's different lives or different versions of Wolverine in life 10 of Moira, but the deaths are all actually referring to the dead timelines or the dead lives of Moira. The lives that don't exist anymore because she because Moira died in all of those. And there are instances when of how Wolverine was alive during each of her lives that no longer exist. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Now I'm just going crazy with speculations. <laughs> hey, but that's good. That means we're enjoying it. Yeah. Let's talk about that Infinity comic. Ah, Life of Wolverine. Do you mean the Infinity comic that was just like, we are in the days of future past movie. Here we go. Kind I'm of. going to send Wolverine's consciousness back in time to save us. And I don't know if I can hold it. Help me. Right. Which, <laughs> I mean, beyond just the content of the issue. Yes. I'm a big fan of the idea. Yeah, me too. I the think tie it's really cool. The tie-in to a big event with a companion on Marvel Unlimited series, especially as someone who already subscribes and loves Marvel Unlimited and, and would say, if, you, if you're on the fence, like go check it out. Do I was it. talking to somebody... Uh, it was a comment thread in the House of X Facebook group where someone was like, do you buy issues and subscribe to Marvel Unlimited? And sometimes I've questioned myself about doing that because, yes, I do. But also I think about it this way. I think about the number of times that I don't get a comic that I'm kind of interested in. Mm-hmm. I think about, all right, that's four bucks. That's five bucks that goes to my Marvel Unlimited subscription. And I'll read in three months if I remember. Or I'll check it out when it's got a run of comics. You know, I binged the Daredevil run a couple weeks ago. Right. And, and that was that's like a full 30-something issues that I was able to read. And all the comics that you don't have that are older right. that you would want to go back and read. Yeah, or, especially when we do classic episodes. Right. Or extra or other series of comics that you, like what you were just saying, the Daredevil comics. Like you don't, you're not going to go to the store and buy those, but you want to read them. Right. So and and Marvel Unlimited, aside from, you know, the few recent slip ups and or surprise appearances, <laughs> the comics don't come out right away on Marvel Unlimited. It's three months later. That's a big that's a long time. And I cannot wait three months, especially well, especially now that we have a podcast talking about X Men comics. Yeah, we cannot wait. And even like I couldn't wait a week when I was reading House of X and Powers of Ten. That was I needed to go every Wednesday. I am a Wednesday warrior. I go down <laughs> to the comic shop every Wednesday. Yeah, as soon as Chris you got gets home. worried when I don't show up on, on Wednesday. There was one day where I got there, I think like 20 minutes before they were about to close because I was stuck in traffic. And he was like, honestly, I, I was concerned. I was worried about you. I mean, when we got home from vacation, one of the first things you did was go to the comic shop and pick up your comics, even, even though, though we read them even digitally. I already read them, yes. Because we didn't read all of them. And right. I, I knew that they closed, they're closed on Sunday. So I knew, all right, it's Saturday. Now, and now's the time. Got a couple hours, got nothing really to do on Sunday. Would benefit from having some extra comics to be able to read. Yeah. All right. So you want to talk about this issue at all? Yes. I mean, seeing more detail of what we've just experienced in this issue, I feel like is really cool. Mm-hmm. The connection between Jean and Wolverine. It's interesting to think about how this experience is going to change their relationship. Yes, for sure. And I love that they this story is told from Jean's perspective. Yeah. Which is a cool way to take an ongoing story and flip, give you even more information because you're flipping it. It's another person's perspective. Right. When you think about how intimately she's getting to know his mind mm-hmm. to a level that 
I don't think she's known. You know, people read someone's minds. You don't get the full download and the intricate knowledge of their memories. Which is crazy because in the issue, he even says, Gene probably knows me better than anybody else. And that's to say, like, nobody really knows him that well. Right. Because and nobody has reached that level of and intimacy. By the, by the end of this she will potentially know him better than he knows himself, especially yeah. with the various effects that have happened to his mind. So we go back to Logan's childhood, or should I say James's childhood? James. You've never read Origin, which is what this is referencing. No, I have not. So Origin was a six-issue miniseries, I think back in the early 2000s, that explored the birth of Wolverine, essentially. Mm. So, and, and for for good or for bad, whatever that means to you, I, I feel like while I really enjoyed the run, I have all six issues, took away a lot of the mystery mm. that is Wolverine, and it put a definitive, this is who he was, this is when he was born, this is his backstory. Ah, it's fine. <laughs> it's a good story. And it's an interesting place to start. In contrast to the first issue of 10 Lives, because it's both of their childhoods, right? Mm. You have the birth of Charles Xavier and you have the early childhood, the first instance of his mutation. His muberty. Right. In a very early muberty, too. Mm. Yeah, it's cool. That's really old timey. That's really where we end is that that first popping of the claws. And murdery. Yeah, right. Accidental murder. This felt even lighter in content than most of the other Infinity comics. Mm. And, and that might just be because of how recently I read 10 Lives and how intertwined it is into this story. I still like this as a concept and I'm really excited to see where else it goes and how it builds off of the event itself. I'm, I'm ready to get all in on Wolverine. <laughs> oh, like that's a new development? <laughs> I mean, I've always been a fan of Wolverine, sure, but he's never been my favorite he's one of one -hmm. of my favorite marvel characters yeah written by jim zub art by ramon box color art by java tartaglia and letters by joe sabino i believe this will be the creative team for the rest of this run cool that's all we got for right now that's it and we will have uh, another episode Mm -hmm. later on to talk about the other books the crossover mania death of dr strange black knight x-men the most complicated title of any comic ever <laughs> and devil's reign x-men issue one which actually was a really good issue you haven't read either of them yet no not Ooh, yet Ooh, exciting mm-hmm. and infinity comics for the regulars yeah x-men unlimited we don't necessarily need to talk about next week because we'll, we'll have that but x deaths of wolverine is coming next week and a couple of other things well then Until next time, old friend. Charles! Yay! Don't say yay. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Ex-Wife Podcast. Be sure to leave us a review and tell your friends. The Ex-Wife Podcast is produced in Providence, Rhode Island by Alicia and Justin. Our music is by Quan.